At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Adam Shine Podcast. Episode number 10 of the Adam Shine Podcast. Great to be back with you. The interview today is tremendous. One of my closest friends on the planet. We've been friends since 1997. Star of the NFL on CBS. Phenomenal play-by-play voice. My guy, the great Andrew Catalan, is our special guest. We'll go around the AFC. We'll talk some great football, great memories with our friend Andrew Catalan. I have some more tales of woe on fantasy sports. We'll get into our picks as we move along, as per usual. We got a few topics for you to get you started here on the podcast, and it's 2 o'clock on the East Coast on Tuesday, and as we kicked Al Roker out of his studio at SiriusXM, there was some major breaking news going on in the National Football League that I want to kind of get into. Cam Newton's going on injured reserve. And Nikki Foles is back in the saddle as the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe Cam Newton, done forever with the Carolina Panthers. The news that he's on IR is not shocking to me. Cam Newton seeing a foot specialist last week, that to me was eye-opening and telling. And I'm not surprised by any of this. And I think that if you can read the tea leaves... It's pretty obvious that the team favors Kyle Allen, and they should at the quarterback position. You know, this is not a Carolina Panther team when they get rid of Cam Newton where they have to go out and look at free agency or the draft. They have their quarterback. Kyle Allen's the guy. He is incredibly smart. He's accurate. He's a leader. You know, a lot of things that, frankly, are word choices not associated with Cam Newton. And he's got great emotional intelligence. And you heard Gary Vaynerchuk on our podcast talk about that a few weeks ago in terms of, you know, Kyle Allen and and Gary and his brother AJ represent Kyle Allen. Listen, Kyle Allen has its. I think that Carolina is much better with him. You know, Cam Newton, I think the act has absolutely worn thin. He has not been the same quarterback since he won the MVP. Even when he won the MVP, he wasn't super accurate. He made up for it with majestic athleticism. But Cam's always been a front runner. Even go back to the Super Bowl, he didn't die for that ball. You know, always was a bad loser. Didn't handle the fifth quarter of of being a quarterback in the news conferences. You know, walking out after a minute and a half two minutes after Super Bowl 50, you know, ripping a, a female reporter. What would you know about football? I mean, that act was was absolutely repulsive. You know, the outfits after games, after losses, it's time. I mean, they are better with Kyle Allen, and I believe that Cam Newton, who has a year left on his contract, I think he's done. I think he is absolutely done as the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and you never want to see injury but I think this is going to turn out to be a blessing for Carolina. And it wouldn't surprise me if this was the end for Ron Rivera, too, at the end of the year. 
and I think this is all a great thing moving forward for the for the Carolina Panthers. And also, they don't have to answer any more questions about will he, won't he. You know, a huge ball game coming up this week for Carolina. You know, they, they have the Green Bay Packers. And, and Christian McCaffrey, who's in the mix for league MVP, he'd be number one on my list for Offensive Player of the Year. He can absolutely run the ball in that Green Bay run defense. And I think everybody, including Kyle Allen, can kind of take a, a deep breath here and know that, you know, it's his, his football, his football team. You know, win, lose, or draw, tough spot after the Packers' loss. Kyle Allen's the guy. This, to me, is all a positive for the Carolina Panthers. So that's number one. Number two, Nick falls back in the saddle. And I was a, a, a believer that Gardner Minshew was going to keep the job. I, I thought that the way he was playing, inspiring, the it factor, the way they were winning even after the Jalen Ramsey deal, Gardner Minshew was going to stay as the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But then, in London, Sunday morning, he was dreadful. And the team got blown out against Houston. And they have a bye week. So I give Doug Marone credit because he saw an opportunity. I mean, if there's one guy to turn to to rescue a season and you look at the schedule for Jacksonville, it's very manageable. Nick Foles, right guy, right time. Listen, Gardner Minshew was was awesome. He was more than just, you know, a phenomenon like Tebow Mania. This this kid's got a future in, in the NFL. I was impressed. Leonard Fournette has had a great season. Calais Campbell, Josh Allen, who's top three for defensive rookie of the year. The defense, even after the Jalen Ramsey deal, they've got it going on. I'm not sitting here and telling you that the Jaguars are going to make a playoff run in terms of playing in January, but I think it's going to come down to the wire. And Nick Foles, look, when when Carson Wentz got hurt in week 14 a couple of years ago, I said the season was over. I mean, I didn't even hesitate in saying that. I mean, it was Nick Foles, and we've seen what Nick Foles has done in the past. You know, a couple years stepping in, and this almost feels like he wasn't the, the big-ticket replace Blake Bortles savior. No, he hasn't played since week one. It almost feels like there's a little deja vu all over again. You know, he can get that rapport that Minshew had with DJ Shark. By the way, if I hear another touchdown to DJ Shark and I got, you know, Theo, who's four, going, DJ Shark, do, 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 I'm going to. I'm going to lose it. I mean, if you have kids, you know, it just can't happen. So I'm rooting against the Jaguars. I don't have to hear that song anymore. But I love Doug Marone, and I, I love Nick Foles, and I love the effort of the aforementioned guys who have stepped up. So that is some big-time news in the NFL. And look, that that race, when you look at it for the AFC, you know, New England is still the best team in the conference, but nothing is a lock. Nothing is a lock right now. You know, I believe the defense will bounce back. Offensive line has issues. Tom Brady, not the same player. They did not run the ball effectively against Baltimore. Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Greg Roman, John Harbaugh. Listen, you listen to the podcast, listen to the radio show, watch the TV show, you know that I am obsessed with Lamar Jackson. I'm not remotely surprised. This is not a fluke. He is a star. You know, I would rank it with the Patriots, still the team to beat in the AFC, Baltimore, excellent. You know, on a Tuesday, we still don't know if Patty Mahomes is going to play. 
this week against Tennessee, but there's a realistic chance. Healthy Mahomes, Chiefs can absolutely be in business in terms of getting to the Super Bowl. I'm very high on the Houston Texans. I think they're going to win the division with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins and their star power. I'm telling you, though, look out for a team like Jacksonville. Look out for a team like the Raiders. Buffalo's making the playoffs. You know I'm obsessed with the Bills. But someone's got to be team number six. Love the move by Doug Marone going back to Nikki Foles. Coming up on the other side here on the Adam Shine Podcast, my guy, the greats, Andrew Catalan, is this week's interview. Sign on sports with Adam Sign. There are no signs that Pat Shermer has any idea what the hell he's doing. Pat Shermer is not only going to waste Daniel Jones, he's going to waste Saquon Barkley. If the Giants can get out of their own damn way, you need a real head coach and a real general manager to save Saquon Barkley, to save Daniel Jones, and give the Giants a chance. Sign on sports. Weekdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Well, we promised you that the interview this week on the Adam Shine podcast was going to be epic. Oh, it's epic. Joining us this week on the Adam Shine podcast, one of my closest friends on the planet, CBS star, play-by-play voice of the NFL on CBS, my guy, the great Andrew Catalan. Cat, how are you? What's up, Shine? It is so good to have you on the podcast, and I say one of my closest friends. We go back a a long ways. See if you remember this. I was thinking about this, okay? When you have someone on your podcast, you start thinking about it. We've been friends since the fall of 1997. When I met you at 4, 5 in the morning doing a WAER sportscast, you remember that? I actually do remember that. Um, it was my freshman year at Syracuse. It was, as you said, about 4 or 5 in the morning. And it was like we were long-lost brothers. We yeah. figured out we both loved the Yankees, the Giants, WFAN, yep. everything. We had all this in common. And uh, I'm so thankful because, as you said, we are you are one of my best friends. And with all the many things you do, now you have the podcast. It's truly an honor to be on here with you. Well, it's great to have you. And it's true. I mean, Andrew graduated Syracuse in 2001. I graduated in, in 1999. You know, and part of the process to get cleared at WAER, the college station at Syracuse, you had to go through a process of doing sports casts and you weren't just automatically sign up and you're on air. So it, it took me a year and change to get cleared. And then, so it's my junior year, I'm doing a, a sports cast and the new crop of freshmen come in and Andrew is, is there and we bond over the Yankees, over the Giants, over WFAN. By the way, no one actually who listens to the podcast, radio show, watches the TV show, actually believes that I was a diehard Giants fan growing up. My, my fandom is totally gone, but, but you can back it up. I lived for the Giants. No. It's funny, too, because my fandom has totally disappeared as well. And the Yankees are probably the, the only team, them and the Devils a little bit, where I can still kind of sit back and watch. But 
Now, there's no question you were – I mean, I remember watching Giants-Ravens Super Bowl in your apartment in Syracuse. That's right. It was like a huge deal <laughs> because every Giants game, we were on the edge of our seats. Remember Joe Zone was there? <laughs> sportscaster is now in Connecticut. Joe Zone had an unbelievable career. Had a great line. He's a real sportscaster. Bob's looking at me like I'm crazy. Joe Zone. <laughs> he was a sportscaster in New York and L.A. He had a great line that day. He said, "Last time, this is the 2000 Super Bowl." He goes, you know, in in the 1986 Super Bowl, I was the number two guy for CBS in New York. The, the number two guy at CBS in, in Chicago at the time was Dick Schapp. The guy who was number two at CBS was Brian Gumble in L.A. And he's like, look what they're doing now. And I'm on Adam Shine's couch in his basement <laughs> apartment wa- watching the Ravens and the Giants in, in the Super Bowl. Now, when I met you, Andrew, this is one of the first things that, that stood out. You know, you could have gone in a thousand different paths on air. You're one of those incredible talents. Could have been a... Sports Center anchor, and I would not have batted an eye. You know, obviously you're doing the basketball, the golf, the football on on CBS. Not surprised by that. I think you could have been a great talk show host, a great anchor. Did you know during your time at Syracuse you always wanted to do football play-by-play? No. You know, I thought about it for the first couple years, especially with WAER, but then my senior year, I did a television internship at the local affiliate in Syracuse, and I fell in love with that. And as you know, the beginning of my career was all in local television. I was in Burlington, Vermont for a couple of years, and then I was in Albany at WNYT for almost a decade. And, you know, I still had my toe in the play-by-play waters, and just as time went on, I felt like I missed that because that was, you know, the big thing that I did at WAER. But that's what I like to tell people who are saying, you know, in this business, how do you get started? There's no one path that gets you to where you want to go. You've got to take different turns. You've got to, there's going to be bumps. There's going to be curveballs. You're going to make changes. It's such a different business. Um, but that's to me also what is exciting about it is you just don't know what's coming down the road. And it's, it was a complete transition from local TV into, into play by play. And, and I love what I'm doing now, but I also love that, too. So uh, I feel fortunate that I've had a chance to experience both ends of it. And you really are tremendous calling the games on, on CBS. And, you know, you, you've been really the soundtrack for a lot of great moments this year in the National Football League. How about what happened with Deshaun Watson throwing a touchdown as he, Andrew, was getting kicked in, in, in the face? He's not only an unbelievable player, as we all know, but he's an unbelievable person. Um, just getting the chance to sit with him a few times in our production meetings, have a number of Texans games over the years. You know, as we talked about, you kind of lose your fandom doing what we do, but he's such an easy guy to root for. Yes. And then that play against the Raiders, I mean, I went back and listened to it, and I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit. Oh, man, I kind of said he was going down, but, but that – but he was. <laughs> he was. He was down. That's the thing. And um, he's he's a guy where you really got to see the plays to the end. And, and and what an unbelievable play. And, and they needed that play, too. And then they went on to beat Jacksonville going into their bye week. Now, they've, they've kind of changed things around. I think the, the vibe around Houston is a little bit different now than it was maybe in September. And, uh and I kind of like what they're doing, especially uh, with Watson at quarterback. Elaborate on that a little bit because, you know, I, I know there's 
there's kind of a, a story in Houston, you know, a, a a refrain. Well, you know, it's it's the Texans. They won't be able to beat the Patriots. And, you know, I'm not convinced of that. I, I think Watson's special. He's got a knack. Hopkins is great. You reference what kind of guy he is, uh, Deshaun Watson, in addition to a magical football player. When you sit down with Watson, with Bill O'Brien, you call their games – how good do you think this team can be moving forward, regular season, postseason? You know, obviously the J.J. Watt injury is a big one, and it's very hard. You can't replace J.J. Watt. Even at this age, I still think he's one of the most dynamic players in the National Football League. That said, they do have some areas where they can kind of piece it together defensively. They went out and got Gary on Conley from the Raiders. I know he was a bit of a disappointment in Oakland, but maybe a new scene. Now, the defense to me is, is okay. It, it's pretty good. It's not great. But to me, what, what's different now about them is their offensive line has improved. I know Laramie Tunsil has a ton of penalties, but he's still much, much better than anything they've had in the past. That offensive line is a little more solidified than in the, than in the past. And you throw Kenny Stills into the mix. Now, Will Fuller's got to be healthy. Yes. When you have Hopkins, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills, and throwing Fells at tight end, they can beat you in a lot of different ways. And you want to go back to what started the conversation to Sean Watson. Adam, he's a different player now in terms of his leadership. I think it's very hard for a rookie quarterback or a second-year quarterback to immediately take over a team. He has now done that. It's his team especially with J.J. Watt not even there anymore. This is Deshaun Watson's team, and I think he's going to thrive in that position. I think that Bill O'Brien now has a few more weapons to play with. And when you talk about the AFC, to me, yes, New England is still ahead of the crop, but that's, that's, up, for the, that's up for grabs right now. I mean, the AFC, you can make a case for 6-17 yeah. to be the last one standing, and I definitely think Houston is one of those teams. What's a production meeting like with Deshaun Watson? He's one of those guys in sports, you know, I'll sit down with him once a year promoting something, Radio Row, Super Bowl. I'm kind of intoxicated by him. I mean, he's he's special. What's it like doing a production meeting with him? Production meetings are interesting. So for those that don't know, you go to, you meet with about five players on each team before you do an NFL game. And one of those five is the coaches, so really four players. And you never really know what you're going to get. Now, I'd say that nine times out of ten, it's a very good experience. But you could get a guy who's racing out the door. You could get a guy who's got to go get treatment for an injury. So you take that with a grain of salt. I have never, ever felt like Deshaun Watson did not want to be in one of these meetings. He is the ultimate gentleman, we know what he did when Hurricane Harvey hit, mm-hmm. and he gave his first game check to cafeteria workers who were affected. He is all class, and he never makes you feel rushed, as we've seen in press conferences this year. He's explaining defenses to beat reporters. He, he will go that extra mile, and I always have appreciated my time with him. We've joked about Clemson-Syracuse football games. Yeah. And he's just such a smart, bright guy. What I, another thing I love about him is I do the same thing with my boards and my charts. I handwrite everything. I, I'm like a little third grader with a million different colors on my chart. <laughs> he does the same thing. He, everyone has a tablet on the sideline. His playbook is, a te- is, is, uh, is actually pieces of paper so that he can go and write color-coded notes on it. I love that about him. And I do the same thing. And, uh, 
he he's all class, Adam. He's certainly one of the best that we meet with. You know, I'm smiling as you're saying that because, you know, my audience on radio knows this. I talk about it all the time. You know, I don't want to hear about tablets. I don't want to hear about computers or laptops. I insist on the long legal pads, notes for for the for the radio show, for the podcast. I mean, by the way, the notes right now for, for your interview, CBS star, play-by-play voice, Andrew Catalan, and at the bottom it says Lou. That, that those are the notes right now for 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 the interview with Andrew Catalan. By the way, Lou, who the audience on radio hears me say this all the time. You know, we introduce all the picks. You know, the play-by-play voice. You know, the analyst. You know, it's an Andrew Catalan, James Lofton special, NFL and CBS. You know, get to the matchup, and you know, the sideline reporter. I always say a John Lou McCarthy special, and without fail, I always get asked. Who the hell is John Lou McCarthy? John Lou McCarthy graduated Syracuse with me, one of our best friends, and he's a a tremendous guy, great, a major, successful, big-time accountant in Boston. How cool is it that he is part of your crew, one of your closest friends, our closest friends, as your spotter for the NFL on CBS? It's something I never, ever take for granted. That So CBS allows me to travel for football, a statistician and a spotter. Statistician, self-explanatory. Spotter is kind of my right-hand man in the booth, helping me identify when the running backs change. If I'm talking to James Lofton, I'm not looking at the field in between plays. I look down on my board and Lou is pointing to the running back that's in. Then... My eye, what I'm calling the game, follows the football. So the quarterback goes back. I'm watching the quarterback. He throws the pass. I see who it's caught by. But I don't always identify the tackler right away. That's where Lou comes in. He points to the tackler. Or the quarterback's getting hit behind the play. Uh, Took a big shot. Who hit him? Lou is right there. So he's helping me out in the booth. And there's just a... There's a lot of stress that goes through an NFL game, right? Oh, yeah. There's a million things going on. There's everyone, you know, all the fans are, you know, ready to pounce if you make a mistake. To have an uplifting one of your best friends right next to you, helping you, but also just making you enjoy the day a little bit more, and that's what he does more than anything. It's just he's telling me scores and the commercial breaks at games. He's, you know, making fun of me when I say something. <laughs> awesome, Adam. It's just the, the coolest thing that he's able to do that. And, and, by the way, he's excellent at what he does. I mean, he doesn't misidentify guys or anything like that. So it's a huge help. I mean, nobody knows happens. sports like he does. No, no, of course not. And, you, you know, you got you to gotta, – he went through WAER with us, so he has a sense, obviously a great sense, of what it takes to be in the booth. But he also is just a football nut. Um, so it's just, it's a great mix. And, you know, he started his speech at my rehearsal dinner by saying, Adam Shine ruined my life because everybody calls him Lou. My, my three kids call him Lou. Everyone who knows him calls him Lou. His name is John McCarthy. And everybody, yeah, Mikey Fitz, one of my producers, looking at me like he had no idea that his name is Lou. His name is not Lou. His name is John. We had a professor. I wish the story was better. Professor in college, Barbara Fope, kept calling him Lou in class one day. I, I started giggling, thought it was the funniest thing of all time. 
And now everybody calls him Lou. When, when you are with the rest of the crew for at CBS, do you call him Lou? I'll never forget the first time when James Lofton said, when is Lou showing <laughs> The Hall of Fame asking where Lou is. When our bosses say, hey, you've really got a great crew in the booth, your statistician Mike, your spotter Lou. Like, Why are my bosses talking about Lou? But they do, and we do, and we love it. I am pumped up for your game this week. The Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns. You know I was all in on the Bills bandwagon coming up. And, you know, I said in March they were going to be a playoff team. You do the Buffalo Bills preseason package doing the the play-by-play for television. Andrew, did you think this team was going to be this good this year? You know, Adam, I had a pretty good feeling about them. Being around them this summer was my fifth straight year doing their preseason games. I just love the culture that not only Sean McDermott has put together, but the job that general manager Brandon Bean has done. I mean, he's done a tremendous job of getting the right kind of guys to fit on Sean McDermott's team. And, you know, I looked at the schedule, and I know a lot of people are talking about that now, And I, but I did sense over the summer, like, they've got an opportunity here to get off to a very good start. To me, the biggest upgrade they've made is that offensive line. That's really why they struggled a lot last year. They didn't give Josh Allen time to throw the football. They couldn't get the run game going like they did the year before when they went to the playoffs. They made some big upgrades on the offensive line. Mitch Morse, obviously the headline free agent at center. They drafted Cody Ford. John Feliciano has been a guy they brought over from Oakland who's been tremendous for them even in terms of just a leadership standpoint. So now that they have this offensive line solidified, Josh Allen's second year in the system, to me the question was never really about the defense because pretty much the same guys are coming back except for Kyle Williams. It was really the offense. Can they catch fire? And they still have a lot of work to do. But that said, you're starting to see why they cut LaShawn McCoy. It's because Singletary is that good. And they used him really well against Washington last Sunday. John Brown is, is emerging as a very good receiver. Beasley is exactly what you thought. Dawson Knox has been a little spark at tight end. Look, they're not the most dynamic offense in the NFL, but they're 6-2, and two, and I think they're, they're a team that still has a lot of room to grow. I'm not surprised where they are, but I'm fascinated to see where they finish. Yeah, I, I think so, and I think they're going to end up making the playoffs, and I, I love this team. I, I think they're legit, and I love the culture that Sean McDermott has established. Now, I know you want to sit down and, and talk with Baker and, and talk with Freddie, but, you know, I, I'm floored how bad the Browns have been. I keep waiting. Every time they play, Andrew, I expect them to win. I mean, that, that's just always my mentality, even though I didn't like the hire of Freddie Kitchens. I'm stunned and disappointed, frankly, by Baker's play. You know, even the defense has underachieved. The offensive line has not done a good job. Are you surprised with where the Cleveland Browns are right now? And what do you expect from them coming up this weekend? The first time I've had him this year, Adam. So I'm fascinated to get in that building on Friday, watch him practice, and just kind of take their temperature. I can't imagine it's very good right now. I mean, the expectations were too high in the, in the preseason. Sure. I thought that put a lot of extra pressure on an untested coach. And I think you and I you know, talked about it over the summer. You know, Who's Freddie Kitchens going to yep. be? And, and it's been a tough start. There's no doubt about it. Now, they have played the toughest schedule through eight games, you know, through the first eight weeks, but then there's no excuses for what happened against, you know, Brandon Allen and Denver on, on Sunday if this team's going to turn it around. So I, I can't see, you know, I, I didn't think there was really a middle ground with them. Either they're going to be really good or kind 
kind of that's like a great they, line yeah yeah they, you know they were either going to be boom or bust and and so far it's a bust and you know there is there is part of the season left that I, I don't think they're going to give up but they got to figure a lot out and and you know you're going to go get Odell Beckham you got to get him the football he, he's got to see the football more it's just not coming and if you're a Browns fan, I think you want to see that Sunday because you ask me what's it going to be like. If they get blown out by Buffalo, I think it's going to be ugly at the end of that game in Cleveland. That's an excellent point. I would agree with that. Now, we started the podcast with the breaking news before you joined us. Nikki Falls is back in the saddle as the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. As a legend in Jacksonville, and whenever you're doing a Jaguar game, it's officially a party. I mean, Jaguar Twitter's blowing up. They love Andrew Catalan. Are you surprised Doug Marone is going back to to Nick Foles and Minshew Mania is currently right now on the bench? No, I'm not surprised after the way he played in London. I think if he played a great game, then Marone really would have debated that one. I think he had to play an A-plus game, and he obviously did not. Look, Nick Foles, they, they invested all this money in him. He's got to go back to being the quarterback after the way Minshew has played the last few weeks. And that, that says nothing bad about Gardner Minshew. Look, what he did, nobody expected. You look at the preseason, he had 30 drives and no touchdowns. Nobody thought this guy – Doug Marone is at the top of the list, thought he was going to be able to do what he did, filling in for the injured Nick Foles. But the time now for Jacksonville is to go back to Nick Foles. I'm actually going to call that first game that they have next week against the Colts, which should be a really good game. Oh, that's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good game. See if Brissett, what he'd like. But, you know, I think this is the move right now for Doug Marone. But he also said, Gardner Minshew showed them a lot. I mean, he, he could be a starting quarterback one day. I love his boxing. I did a number of his games early in the year. What you see is what you get with him. The team loves him. They rallied around him. I think this is the move right now, but Minshew has nothing to be disappointed about. I think that he has a bright future in the NFL. Yeah, I think so, too. That that game, by the way, is going to be a great one coming up in a week from Sunday. You know, the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars – when you look at the the Indianapolis Colts, I am fascinated to see what they do in terms of Jacoby Brissett and his health going into the ballgame against, against Miami. And how about the fact that with T.Y. Hilton out, they're 0-6, Andrew. 0-6 in games where T.Y. Hilton has missed, and the Colts have the Miami Dolphins coming up this weekend. Yeah. You know, Adam, there's a lot of times when I when I wish that, that you and I were in these production meetings because I think we we would just love it being there together. Frank Reich is just an unbelievable coach. Yeah. I love meeting with Frank Reich. Him and Kyle Shanahan bring so much to the table for me. And, and for Frank Reich, he's just so smart. He's been there. He's been in that position before. He knows what a quarterback needs. So twofold he'll do the right thing with percent i mean they're not they're not rushing guys back that's just not who they are they have brian order that's why they gave him a lot of money if he has to play this week i think they're totally fine with that but number two every week is a different game plan for frank reich he is so good at finding a defense's weakness and attacking it so yes ty hilton's a big loss percent if he doesn't play this week yeah they're going to be they're going to be a different type of offense with hoyer there's no doubt about it I love Frank Reich, Adam. He will dissect that that defense, whether it's Miami this week and or Jacksonville the week after, and he'll find ways to attack. And, and they are a really good 
young team. That's what people forget about the Colts. They're doing this with guys that are in their first, second, or third it's year. Crazy. I mean, it's not like they're a veteran team. I mean, the future is so bright. The GM's done a tremendous job. I really like the Colts, and especially Frank Wright. All right, final question for you. You know, when I think of, you know, the early stages of our friendship, and then, you know, I graduate college, I'm working at WHEN, so we became, we were always close in college, even closer after I graduated, your junior year, senior year, when I lived there doing. The afternoon show, WHEN, my first job in Syracuse, you know, we're going nuts, watching the Yankees, El Duque, winning championships, the whole thing, just incredible. Watching games with my brother, Evan, you know, he was a student there, which was great. What is your ultimate off-season plan for the New York Yankees? Wow. That's a great question. I thought you were going to talk about the time you came up to Vermont to do a TV tape at my local station. <laughs> you had no TV tapes. You had to come up to the ABC affiliate, and we were running a crawl on the bottom of the screen like a St. Rose uh, St. Mike's basketball player. Uh, that TV tape took you places, by the way. You're doing all right there. By the way, do you remember the name of the fake show we did? Yankee talk. Yankee talk. That was my TV demo tape. I'm like, <laughs> I need a, I need a TV demo tape. I'm like, I got a guy. I'll go to a studio. Lou was there. We slept at your apartment yeah. on the floor. In, in yeah. we had a fun night. Went out in Burlington. Was Bill Voth there too? If I remember, may have been Chris Wojcik. Chris Wojcik was there. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yankee so talk. Funny. All these years later, we're still doing Yankee talk. It just is on a podcast. <laughs> Local TV station. I don't know, Adam. Are they going to go sign Garrett Cole? I mean, that that that. I have a feeling that's what they're going to do. I'm not saying I endorse that. Um, the, the bullpen should be really good again with Chapman. I mean, if they can solidify that, they already did. They, they, they gave him another year, so he's coming back. I don't know. I think it's going to look a, a very similar to me. What do they do with Gary Sanchez? I've always been a, a big fan of his. He had a miserable postseason. Oh. I don't know if that's going to change their 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 thought process on him. Uh, do they trade and do or Gio or Shella? Cause they're both kind of in that same spot. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, but I think the team's going to look pretty similar to what it did this past season. Yankee talk. Unbelievable. Yankee talk. I knew you'd remember that cat. You're the best. Every, every single Sunday, you know, I'm on a regular group text with, with Andrew, with our friend Lou, our friend Gideon Cohen, who's, who's a media agent to the stars and, and Gideon and I text on the group chat, you know, we're just, every week we get the chills listening to you and, and your calls and, and your success. And congrats on everything. Keep Lou in line this Sunday. And, you know, <laughs> we, we appreciate you being part of the podcast. Adam, thanks to you and Bob Stu. I really appreciate you having me on, man. You're the best. Our friend, the great Andrew Catalan. For more of me, Adam Shine. Who doesn't want more me? I love me. You can listen to me on my Sirius XM radio show, Shine on Sports. We always get the best guests. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry. I mean, we live for this. Best guests in all the sports talk radio, best callers. It airs every weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Sirius XM, Mandog Sports Radio, Channel 82. You can also listen to the radio show on demand with the Sirius XM app. Adam Shine, not telling you to wager on football, but here we go. go. 
I was absolutely positively thrilled to go 7-7 seven and seven last week, picking games against the spread. That was a wild week in the National Football League. On the season, I mean, this this is pretty great stuff. 75-59-1. Bob Stew won the week. How about it? Actually won on Thursday night, which is a minor miracle. That never happens. Bob Stew <laughs> went 8-6 and six last week picking games. And is now even Steven, 67-67 and one on the season. How do you feel about finally winning a Thursday night game? Well, it's a lesson for the kids, Adam. If you set your mind to it, you can do anything. It is a lesson for the kids. There's no question about it. This Thursday night game is unbelievable. Raiders at home favored by one Bob against the Chargers. I can't wait for this game, Adam. Both teams coming off great victories, and I feel pretty dumb because I picked against both of these teams last week. I thought the Packers, for sure, I thought they were going to crush the Chargers. Yeah, I crushed you on radio. How the hell did you, you and Mikey Fitz, you both picked the Lions well, last yeah, week. That's the bad one. Believing in Matt Patricia and Daryl Bevel throwing the Logan Thomas, I didn't see that one coming. That was an absolutely <laughs> atrocious play call. This game, the Chargers favored by one point. It's a real toss-up. I really love the way the Chargers played the Packers, though. I think the addition of Melvin Ingram coming back, it's changed that pass rush. Joey Bosa, he lived in the backfield. He was all over Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it gives that defense a little bit more. They're a little bit more dynamic with Melvin Ingram. I think the Chargers are going to pull it. I know how great Derek Carr has played. But Phillip Rivers, he's got it going on. Keenan Allen was back in the mix. Melvin Gordon looked great. I, I like the Chargers on Thursday. I'll tell you, this is the toughest game of the week to pick. I can't wait for it on Thursday night. I reserve the right to change my mind by the time we make our pick on radio on Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Raiders. Wow. I, I'm going to pick the Raiders short week at home. Derek Carr, I think, is playing brilliant football. Last three weeks have been great. The big reason I like the Raiders, Josh Jacobs. And I know how great that pass rush is for the Chargers with Bosa and Ingram. I think Josh Jacobs can run the ball in dominant fashion in this game. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. There's a lot of crazy lines this week, though, Adam. How about the Saints fair by 12.5 against the Falcons? Now, normally in a rivalry game, that would make me nervous. But because it's a rivalry game and the Falcons have packed it up and packed it in, no chance the Saints overlook anyone. That number would normally scare me. If it was 17, I'd still pick New Orleans. Yeah. Because Bob lost it. I know you're not buying it, but yeah. lost in the shuffle. That Saints defense has been tremendous all year. Yeah, that is the one thing. The Saints defense has been exceptional. Sean Payton versus Dan Quinn. I mean, Sean Payton versus I mean, Dan come on. Quinn. Come on. What, what, what are you really talking about? <laughs> I, that, but this line, it scares me. Matt Ryan, backdoor cover. Can't you just see it? I mean, the Saints are blowing mm. him out. Here's Matty Ice just carving mm. him up at the end of the game as the game's over. That line really scares me. 12 and a half, okay. Okay, I could see you taking the Saints. I kind of like the Falcons. I love the Rams, by the way. Favored by uh. four in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I love the Rams. I know I didn't even have to ask you. I knew that was going to be the one that you loved. I mean, yeah. three and a half? The oh, Rams is that are... what you have it at? I had it at four. You have it at three and a half? It's down to three and a half. I hope it's three and a half for the time we make our picks on Friday. <laughs> I knew. I knew I didn't have to ask you about that. I knew that would be your best bet of the week. The Rams coming off the bye are only three-and-a-half-point favorites in Pittsburgh? I'll, I'll tell you who else I love this week. Oh, I know who you Dallas. Love. Dallas? Yeah, because they're playing Kirk Cousins at night. Oh. Kirk Cousins <laughs> can't perform in primetime, Bob. You know that. Why? Who did you think I was going to say? Buffalo. Yeah, I love Buffalo. Buffalo, three-point underdogs. Yeah, Cleveland's favorite. In Cleveland. Home. Why? Yeah. Did we miss something? Are the records reversed? Is that Bill's a Bill's getting no respect. You know that. 
This is really, though, this is the worst one of the season. Buffalo is significantly better than the Browns. Better coach, better quarterback, better defense, Baker Mayfield, think about all the interceptions Baker's throwing. Now he's going to face the Bills defense? Come on. I'm going to jump through a table and uh, like Bills Mafia when we win this game. They should put the people who made this line through a table. This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Tales of Woe from Fantasy Football next. Adam Shine, Fantasy Football Legend. I had the worst week ever in daily fantasy, and and it's all my fault. Let the record show that Stone signed off on it, but I I thought I had it all going on, right? My lineup was great. I felt amazing about it. I had Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. I mean, I was so stunned by what happened with the with the Packers and the Chargers. You know, it was funny. There were three quarterbacks I loved in terms of fantasy. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, I could have fit that in, or I could have, you know, gotten, you know, more expensive running backs and, and had Daniel Jones. I like that matchup. But I thought Rodgers was a lock. I mean, he was on fire, Bob. Yeah, nobody saw that coming with the Packers. The one thing I would have said, Tampa has the worst passing defense in the NFL. Yeah. Russell Wilson, well, that was the play. That I had great starts. I started Mike Evans. Wow. I started Zach Ertz. <laughs> These guys were unbelievable. I embarrassed myself. I mean, Aaron Jones did not. And I also started uh, Sony Michelle. I thought you weren't listening to Stone anymore. No, he no, this is all off. my fault. This is all my fault. <laughs> it, it's totally my fault. Stone, Stone busted my chops like like no other. But it, it's totally my fault. I was also playing this week in the league I'm in with the guys in, in town, friends in town, my buddy Brian Snyder, and he beat me by 80 points. 80? 80 points. Ugh. True story. Mikey Fitz is looking at 80, 80 points. But the Shine Girls were playing his boys oh. in the kids' league. And thanks to Dak Prescott, who filled in for an injured Patty Mahomes, the Shine Girls got a much-needed victory. They deserve it. Fueled by picking up Emmanuel Sanders wow. a couple of weeks ago. Wow, look at that foresight. That was excellent. All right, so who should I stack this week? I, I got I to gotta bounce back. I got to bounce back. I need – I mean, do I go – Stafford Galladay against the Bears. How about Goff Cooper Cup against no, Pittsburgh? Don't go Goff on the road with Cup against the Steelers. I don't like that. But like, like Breeze, look at Michael these... Thomas. Oh yeah. yeah Even if Atlanta. that's, I like Breeze. But Michael then I gotta Thomas. go cheap on running back. Yeah. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> I mean, should I go Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews I like against that. Cincinnati? Yeah, and Andrews had a down game against the Patriots. Maybe his price is a little deflated. I kind of like that one. I think that That's would a good one. That would be great. I think or, Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson should have another massive game. How about this one? Kyler Murray, Larry Fitz against the Bucks. See, there you go. Tampa's pass defense is horrible. Or do I... I can't go Jameis. Hey, Jameis Jameis played really well last week. I can't go Jameis. I could go Mike Evans against that defense. I can't go Jameis. Jameis hasn't been that horrible. Yeah, but it's Jameis. If you ignore that five-interception game. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just throw that one out, Bob. (laughs) Just ignore the worst game he's ever played, and he's actually had a pretty good season. All right, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to go with either Lamar and Mark Andrews, or I'm going to – what was the other one we said? Oh, I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. And Breeze, don't even mess around. Falcons are defunct. Or go with an Arizona Cardinal combination. Those all work. 
I like all of them. All right, let me give you one that's crazy. <laughs> Would you ever, could you ever, because we talked about this on radio, go with Sam Darnold? Because everybody gets fat against the Giants. You just can't do it. You can't do it. You can't. You just you can't go Sam Darnold. But you anymore. know, you're a Jets fan. You know how this is going to go. I the know, Jets are going to beat the Giants because it's the worst thing that can happen to the Jets. I have Sam Darnold still in multiple leagues on my roster because the Jets, the schedule is such a joke. You have to think he's going to play better. He's not going to play better. I'm just letting you know. It's it's over. I can't believe I lost to my buddy Brian by 80. That's that's illegal at most nets. Here's what's on Shine's mind. Thanks for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Andrew Catalan, my guy. Absolutely incredible. Bob Stu, incredible. Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM On Demand, our listeners on Pandora, our incredible listeners on Apple and with Stitcher. Please hit the subscribe button, leave a review, because you love the Adam Shine Podcast. And we love you. You can always catch me every weekday on my SiriusXM radio show, Shine on Sports, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM, Man Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, Sirius XM 82. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.